What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of BitFaced. Another episode of BitFaced where we're going to have one of my old friends come and talk to us about games, and I don't even know how to introduce this next guest. We've worked at many jobs over the years, some great, some shitty. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, I guess we've played a lot of pranks. We've certainly played a lot of video games. Anyway, he was very, uh, very nice uh, the other night when we talked on the phone. Nice enough to decide to come by this week. Tyler's on break tonight, so we decided to, we're going to do one Wednesday this week and do one Thursday. So tonight's Wednesday episode, very special guest, my good friend, Ryan Curley. What's going on, bro? Not much. Good evening, Mr. Hollis. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Oh, well, well, thank you very much, sir. Uh, I, I appreciate you coming on. I actually have been very happy to see you on the the Xbox One lately. How have, uh, Let's start with tonight with how have you been enjoying that? Well, um, lately, due to financial constraints, I've been playing uh, the free Neverwinter. Uh, okay. I guess it's an MMO, um, Dungeons & Dragons type, um, kind of a top-down quasi three dimension you know it, it's it's decent and it passes the time until i decide to uh go pick up witcher 3 i guess is that what you're really is that what if you had if you had 60 bucks to drop on a game right now would it be witcher 3 of course without a doubt um, okay i'm sure you recall uh gamestop conference 2011 at the uh well i guess it was in vegas you remember and mm-hmm. uh there was a long line to uh, see Kurt Schilling. There was a long line for this. There was a long line for that. Hulk Hogan was there. Um, but I remember a couple of uh, Polish guys camped out in the corner with nobody around them. And they were demoing the uh, Xbox port for Witcher 2, which I played and I loved immediately. And so when it came out for the 360, I played Witcher 2. And I really dug it. I mean, it was had a lot of things I really liked in a game. And then uh, everything I've heard about Witcher 3, you know, seems that they've added more of the things that I like about games. So, yeah, I'm excited to play it. Um, I've got a lot going on in my life right now. Don't have a lot of time for video games. Sure as heck don't have a lot of money for video games. But if and when I do come around and getting the funds up, it's going to be Witcher 3 for sure. All right, well, I'll keep that in mind if a free copy happens to sneak into the BitCave here. I've heard <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about it. I, I didn't. I was the opposite of you. As I, we, I don't think we've actually had this discussion, but I didn't like Witcher 2. I did not get into it. I thought it was cool, kind of like I thought Skyrim was really cool. It just didn't suck me in. Well, you're more of an action guy. You're, you're more into the uh, the gears of the game. You've always been more of a platformer. You know, you've always excelled at the technical aspects of gaming, whereas I uh, I like good scenery, good sound. You know, the storyline in Witcher 2 was a little bit political, but, you know, if you like gratuitous sex and violence, I mean, how why wouldn't you like Witcher 2? But I can see where you're coming from. I know you're not the biggest Elder Scrolls fan. We've had this discussion before. Uh, you know, I could sit back and... But I liked it. I like, I don't, I don't ever rag on it. I thought it was really cool. Right, but I know you're more of a... Um, I guess when I think of your your games, I think more of Gears of War. I remember used to whip my ass in the fighting games in the dorms, um, just those types of things. But you know, I really like fantasy games. That, that's my cup of tea. You know, I like them a lot more. Um, you know, you're certainly not going to find me playing a war simulator, and you're certainly not going to find me, you know, eating bananas with an oversized monkey. Uh, it's just not. <laughs> not my thing they made a banana eating game i don't know something about donkey dong or Donkey kong or okay something oh, like yeah, that. i guess i guess if you're talking about the like the 64 donkey kong you're eating a, you're eating a shit ton of bananas in that so yeah we you see my point i i'm just not as good at gaming as you are now i could sit down with an rpg and go with the best of them and that's your fault too but uh you know you're not going to catch me doing a lot of platforming let's just say that i was much better at zelda than i was at kid icarus Oh, I, I I completely agree with you. You uh, you've been. I thought of you actually today when I was on a walk. I was listening to another podcast, and they were interviewing Pamela Horton, uh, Playmate of the Year. She also does a gamer show, and they asked her what her favorite game of all time was. And you know what she said? Uh, Final Fantasy something. 
No, actually, I, I, I think you'll, I think you might put this higher up the list, but she said her favorite game of all time was Chrono Trigger. Oh God. That's another one. That, yeah. You know, um, for the folks listening, I want to tell a little story real quick, if you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. and you know this story very well. Uh, I, I, I played games growing up as a kid. I had a Nintendo. Um, but then as I got, you know, into my early teens in high school, I kind of started to play sports more. I played the drums. Who really didn't have a lot of time for gaming. And then when I got to the dorms, I brought my Sega Genesis with me. And I had some fun with it. But I remember, uh, you know, I remember meeting you. Uh, and we'll touch on that story later. Uh, and you had Final Fantasy VI, which then was Final Fantasy III. Right. And... I fell in love. Still my favorite Final Fantasy game, by the way. Of course. Still my favorite. I think I played it just last year on the iPad. In fact, um, there's ad, there's, they've added bonus bonus bosses and bonus weapons to the new port. Uh, they've changed around the, the graphics. But I remember, um, I remember you showed me Chrono Trigger, and uh, Chrono Trigger was was one of those games where you played it and you were just like, wow, you know. It was, I was blown away by it. I I can't believe I've only played it twice. I've played it, it. I've played it many times, but you know, you, you played it recently, haven't you? I haven't played it since college. Yeah, well, I've played. You know, I like to go back and play all those those JRPGs, uh, as I guess they're called now. Is you know, just just like I would pop in Dark Side of the Moon and listen to it. You know, same okay. with those games. They still have. They still retain their entertainment value. They still, in a lot of ways, they're they're better. They're in some of the newer games, I mean, obviously the graphics are what they are, but you know, just uh, it was one of the first games I can recall with multiple endings. Um, I remember the first half Definitely. of the game. The first half of the game was very linear, but then the second half of the game wasn't linear at all. And uh, it was one of those games where you just you fell in love with the story. And um, so, yeah, I can totally dig where she's coming from. You know, that game was developed by an all-star crew. They brought in, um, Squaresoft brought in all their best people from the Final Fantasy series. They brought in their best people from, um, you'll have to help me out with their, what their other big RPG series was back then, but they brought in a bunch uh, of people. We need, uh, we need Tyler, at, and that's, Tyler, that's Tyler department. We need Tyler in the bit cave for that, that question, but he'll listen to this and we'll get an answer. I don't, I don't think it was, I'm trying to think of what you're thinking of because I, dude, honestly, after that period of time, I dropped out of uh, RPGs and I've never really been back. Well, the last RPG that I can remember playing with you um, was Chrono Cross, which wow, which, we never which played what? any MMOs over. I guess not. We never played Warcraft together. No, because I've never been into MMOs. In fact, you know, I always, I just never. Yeah, got that, into... that is true. That is true. Yeah. So the last time yeah. we played was Chrono Cross. Gosh, that was. It would have dude, been two thousand. Was... Would have been two thousand. That game came out in two thousand. That was pizza delivery days, bro. Yeah, it was Papa John's. You were already running the East Side store, and I was living with that girl that I worked with. Uh, you know, you're friends with her. You know her, and uh, we were living in that house, and I was living in that house. That's you when you up? had the uh, the sickest collection of Legos I think I've ever seen in my life. Well, you know what? Legos have always been a priority. But yeah, I, I love the Chrono series. And you know, they they were going to make a third, but it fell through. I mean, they even had the name uh, trademarked and everything, but it fell through. That, that's a series I would love to see them bring back. Uh, I can't believe in the age of uh, kickstarting games that that hasn't been brought up yet. I mean, we're getting a, basically a new Mega Man title because it got kickstarted, we're getting a new Castlevania. Because it got kickstarted, I would not be surprised if we see someone kickstart a Chrono Trigger. I mean, that game's legendary. You, I, and Pamela Horton can't be the only three people that thought that game was amazing. It was amazing, but you know, since we're touching on uh, that era, uh, my favorite Square—I'm going to use the term Square Soft because that's what we all know it as. Okay, uh, my favorite Square Soft title. It was an Xbox, I mean, I beg your pardon, it was a PlayStation 1 title, and I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm sure you remember Xenogears. I do. That I do. Game, that game still holds a special place for me. Uh, just just the combination of factors. And the reason I bring it up is because, uh, 
you know, if you listen to the music in several of the sequences in that game, it mirrors the music from Chrono Trigger because they brought in the same composer. Um, it's, it's, it's all the same guys were making those games. And that, that game is just amazing too. And if anyone hasn't played that game, uh, and you have some sort of means of playing a, a, a PS1 title, play Xeno Gears, obviously with an X. I'm sure you all have heard of Xeno Saga, which, uh, depending on who you talk to may or may not be a prequel, but the Xeno Gears game, they haven't come close to duplicating that storyline in any game that I've played. Uh, to this day, and I've, I've chased that dragon, so to speak, to this day as far as a story that really kind of sucks you in. And in fact, it was right around the time that that game came out, I want to say that Final Fantasy VIII came out, you know, and I've always stayed on top of those games, and then uh, I kind of fell out of love with the Final Fantasy series here in the last 10 years. But yeah, if you want to talk about gaming in the 90s up into the early 21st century it's all about those squaresoft titles and I, again you are you are to blame for that because you kind of showed me wow you know that's what's out there so so thank you and screw you at the same time <laughs> hey i i well I, I appreciate that but at the same time that's the genre that i kind of uh that i've left behind it takes it takes everything in the world to get me play through an rpg in fact i'm hard pressed to to name for you the last pure role-playing game I finished. I did, within the last decade, I started Fantasy Star 2 again, but I, I didn't get that far. And, man, those games used to be hard, too. Well, like, you, you used to have to mine for experience. You used to have to grind, yeah. You, their grinding was required. Nowadays, you can pretty much walk from point A to point Z, but you used to have to grind a lot back in those games, and I think that's what turned me off of Fantasy Star 2 again. But I remember... I think it was your brother or you was all about Fantasy Star 4, the one where you had legacies and children and stuff like that. Well, I was playing a Fantasy Star title when I met you. Um, was it 4? I don't know, but I remember bragging on it, and you were the one that said, you know, let me show you Final Fantasy. Uh, and it, so, yeah, I've, I've, it's been a while because, you know, I'm, I played it, but I, you know, that was – God, that's 22, almost 22 years ago that I met you. And uh, so it's been at least 21 years since I've played that game. But, you know, the last Japanese RPG that I played was actually actually a really good one. And it was, um, I want to say it was about three years ago, I played Nino Kuni. The Wrath okay. of, oh, the, Wrath Wrath of, of the, uh, the one Witch. that looked really, uh, it looked really Disney Don Bluthy kind of, right? Yeah, it's Cell Shade. It's Level 5 Studios. They made... Um, Level 5 made Gal- uh, Rogue Galaxy on the PS2, which was another good um, RPG. They made, uh, they made uh, Dragon Quest VIII, The Cursed King, which, God, that's another great game that no one ever talks about. Uh, that's a good series. Um, so, yeah, they're known for their, their cell shading, and that was a really good game. It was, it was the type of game that I could sit down and play in front of my children, you know, who were, who were really young back then. And, and it was okay. entertaining. It had a lot of gameplay to it. Of, and it was, it was. It was an old school type. You know, there wasn't a lot of grind. Was that PS3? That was definitely a PS3. It was an exclusive okay. PS3. Yeah, that, I think that's probably why I haven't played it. The PS3 is, I mean, that's the system, or I should say Sony in general. If you're going to play Japanese RPGs, you really you don't have a choice between consoles. You're playing Sony. This is a, Yeah, you're right. In fact, I can't think of a good turn-based RPG that ever came out on a 360. And if I'm forgetting one, you know, I may be, but I remember... Turn-based, wow. See, it's, it's hard when you throw turn-based in there. Well, that's... There was a couple of them that were out on both systems, I would say. I can't remember the one I played that I really liked. Well, I remember waiting forever for an RPG for the 360. And I finally, when, when Blue Dragon finally came out, I was so disappointed. Um, but, you know... I think the 360, the Xbox in general, being a North American console, you know, uh, really pushed through the, the. I call it the Western RPG. I don't know if my 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 terms are correct. You know, uh, really Elder Scrolls, um, Fallout series, anything that Bethesda, the Fallout style of uh, yeah, the, that, yeah. That, that's that's really what I'm into now, and I think a lot of people are. Um, I, I think. Uh, 
the first time you crawl through a dungeon from a first person point of view in stealth mode, popping goblins with a bow and arrow, or crawling through, you know, the wastelands of DC in first person, popping off ghouls with your gun, that's, that, that's personal. That's a new type of gaming experience. You know, it's, it's, you can get that's lost. Fair. You can get lost for hours doing that. And that's, that's kind of what I did, you know, um, God, you know, I was married for seven years and a lot of those, for a lot of those seven years, I just wanted to tune out. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, Ozzy and Harriet, I'll tell you that. I wanted to tune out a lot. And one of the ways I did it was with those types of games. First it was Oblivion and then it was Fallout and then it was, you know, uh, so yeah, that's my type of game. You know, I also like Fable for what it's worth and, uh, and the game, another game I really like, I know I'm starting to ramble here, but a game that... No, 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 it is. It's great. Another game that doesn't get enough talk um, is the game that Kurt Schilling tried to put together. Uh, everyone wants to talk... Kingdoms of Amalur. Reckoning. <laughs> everyone wants to talk about how, how he, you know, I have... My, my girlfriend has a four, four-year-old who probably had better business business acumen than Mr. Schilling. But, you know, he blew his wad on one title, and it didn't work. But that game is phenomenal. And um, I remember playing that game, and I always go into any game that's not Elder Scrolls with a little bit of a, eh, you know, I'm waiting for the other foot to drop. But that game from start to finish really, in my eyes, was a, was a, was a, was an A, an A+. Plus. And I have a really high standard. That was a super game, super title, um, open world you could tell that they were trying to build a new type of uh, world that was just the start of it. It's a shame at the game, you know, that the company went under, but the game is, is super. They had a couple of decent pieces of DLC that came out that were really fun to play. Um, just an overall fun game, you know? Um, I, um, I actually liked it. I didn't, again, it didn't suck me in, but I thought the character, the way that each level you, if correct me if I'm wrong, but each level you past you picked a card and that card had different traits on it and that's how you shaped your character so it wasn't really putting points into stats it was more you had to make different decisions every level you made i thought it was pretty original i thought it was cool the other one that really gets uh that didn't sell much but everyone tells me i should have played is dragon's dogma did you play that ever i tried i'll admit i tried it was too clunky for me too clunky? Okay. Too clunky. Okay, that's fair. It was it's an action RPG and I liked I liked what they were trying to do to it, but it was too clunky. Um and I remember being disappointed. I know that it's popular, I know that people love it. Uh but again, I think I might have played it around the time I played Kingdoms of Amalur, and that was just a super game. You know, I'm I, the one that we're also not failing to mention uh is is um because the third one just came out, you know, six months or so ago, is the Dragon Age series. Um, again, it's Bioware. Bioware, in my opinion, is they got their two their two cash cows, Mass Effect and, uh, and Dragon Age. Dragon Age to me is, is again, it's in my top three, along with the Elder Scrolls series, and um, it's 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 a super game. I mean, you have it on the one. I have I have Inquisition on the one. Um, okay. It's it's a big game. There's a lot to do. Could it be fair to say that's the game that made you buy the one? I bought the one because, well, actually, I played Dragon Age Inquisition on the PS3 first. Okay. And when I bought the the one, I, I got it and, and I found it to be a better title. I bought the one because I had a lot of fond memories of the 360. Okay. I bounced back and forth between both of the consoles. You know, and, and we we uh we spent a lot of time at GameStop together, and I know that you're a tried and true Microsoft guy, and so I gave the one. My Everybody first always says that, but I swear I don't hate Sony. Oh, I know you don't hate it, but you have the highest gamer score on Xbox of anyone I've ever met. You know, that's not skill though; that's persistence. Oh. I've said that on the cast before. Oh, uh, you know, I don't know what our what our what our rating is on here, but. <laughs> you've made some jokes as to why that's the case, you know? Some oh, of, yeah. Some of us, oh, no, no, you can say whatever you want on here, man. Some of us are out there 
starting families and making babies in your home, making love to your hands, of course you're going to have a high gamer score. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, so just because I'm not married means I don't get laid. Oh, just <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, it pretty much does. But I, I talked to I getting laid much either, so I don't know. I, I guess it's a trade off. I'm kind of I'm kind of in a unique situation. I'm not married anymore, and I'm still in that that early you know phase of my relationship with the girl I'm with. We've been together for coming up on five months. So yeah, you know, I am kind See, of already, already talking to you about role playing games was better than talking to you about that last sentence. So I think we should keep talking video. So games. my point is, <laughs> my point is I haven't been playing a lot of video games lately, but back to the dragon, Understood. Age, back to the dragon age. Uh, I do want to throw this out there and, you know, and maybe this is a Bioware thing. This is the second, the second um, trilogy that they've put out along with Mass Effect, where they had a super opener, you know? a, middle, a shitty ending. A middle, a middle segment that kind of had you, yeah, kind of whatever. And then a really solid third, but just a bad ending. And you're just like, what? But you know, how much, in, in my opinion, they should have saved the dragon for the last game. Once they bust out a dragon in the first game, it's really kind of not a whole lot you can do with that. You know, the second game... I think the last, the main boss in Dragon Age 2 was a, was a human that was all geeked up on lithium crystal. And, on dragon uh, semen. Or lyrium crystal, yeah. And then the third one, it's, you know, it's a guy that you fought once before in a DLC from the second game. It's a great game, don't get me wrong, I recommend it. But, uh. I played, I, uh, I have EA Access and I played it for three hours and I didn't like it, so I didn't buy it. If it goes for free on EA Access, I might be tempted to try it again. Yet again, man, it, I don't know what it takes for an RPG to, to suck me in. Now, granted, I beat all three Mass Effect games. But and it, do you count that as an RPG, though? Because I'd say that game is at least 35% Gears of War. Here's the thing. Mass Effect is easily the Star Wars of the video game world. It's a science fiction series. It's got elements of a first-person shooter. But at heart, it's a fantasy title. Okay. Because when you play that game, it's not so much about the technology as it is about the lands, the landscapes and the storyline. You know, it is the ultimate good versus evil. You know? Did you like Mass Effect? I loved it. I loved okay, it. Okay, I loved it too. I, I would, I, I would, I would never it. play the first one again, but I'd play the, the second and third one again. Well, the first one, yeah. Who likes to take one-minute elevator rides in a video game? <laughs> that was the worst, man. That was the worst. Yeah, no, but I I loved that's the only RPG series I think I've finished since like 1997 maybe, I don't know. Well, that one and Dragon Age, of course, incidentally both BioWare games, I finished those. Um but again, I walked away from both of them kind of going, eh, you know, it's like we're on a date with a hot chick. You you know, and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and it happens and then it happens and you're like, that was it, you know? So it's kind of how it was. I mean, it was. See, yeah. I usually have that. That was it moment after she passes out and I'm jerking off in her shower in the morning. Nice. That's nice. Well, I'm telling you, man, it's just there are moments in that game, though, in Mass Effect that took my breath away. Uh, just be- like 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 Berlin in 1986, huh? <laughs> yeah, well. While dudes riding his, who is that? Tom Tom Cruise is bopping Kelly McGillis. Oh, you know. And then if you watch um, watch Top Gun and then watch True Romance, and you you that's the that should be the first lesson in film school, because both scenes are shot blue on black. I mean, you can it's the exact same love scene pretty much between Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette and Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis. Well, I've heard this rumor, and I know I know you're a movie guy, and all the people out there who listen to Bitface know that that maybe more than video games is your love of film. Um, I don't know, man. I think it's, uh, I think it, I think it shifted after the Xbox 360 came out. I still love movies and I still try to watch movies every single week, but I really, I really went to a dark place with, (laughs) with the gaming for a little while there. So I don't know. I, I, I'd hate to pick between the two because I love going to the cinema, man, but I, I mean, I don't have a movie podcast, so that answers that question, right? 
Well, perhaps you perhaps you know where I'm getting at here. When Tom Cruise shot that, in fact, when Tom Cruise filmed that movie, he and Kelly McGillis had a little thing going. Okay. So, from what I've heard, that wasn't just acting. That he actually he actually dropped the dong in that scene. And, uh, really? Yeah, that's what I've heard, and from a couple, from more than one source. Uh, you know, just you know, I don't have an insider in Hollywood, but I've read that you know when they filmed that scene. If you look at the scene, the way it's shot, the angle, uh, there's really not you know, a whole... You know why you couldn't see his cock, right? Because he was inverted. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Sorry, man. Wow. This is going to be the only time ever in the bit cave Top Gun probably ever gets brought up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in all my Top Gun jokes to the table. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Oh, well, anyone who has a uh, rivalry with Madman, Mad Mortigan, or whatever the fuck his name was, you know, Val Kilmer. Iceman. Yeah, but what was his name in Willow? Mad Mortigan. Mad Mortigan. Oh, man. We're just digressing all over the place. Well, hey, man, look, um, speaking of video games. Oh, we haven't even, we haven't even gone back. Dude, trust me, this has been the most focused I think this podcast has ever been. Well, why don't you take the reins, man? We got plenty to talk about. I just got off of work. I haven't had. Oh no, no. I'd like. I've. You've. You've been doing great. I kind of want to circle back to what. What do you think about Neverwinter? I mean, I like it. I've always taken the Dungeons and Dragon titles. At- I want to play it with a friend. I think that's what's missing. I'm. I think I've gotten to level. I don't know, nineteen, and it's been fun. But it would be so much more fun if I was playing with a buddy. Well, I got to level Last twenty. I'm a hunter ranger. I okay. I'm a control wizard. Wizard. For those for those who know my gaming style, um, I like to hit from afar. Uh, I really enjoy. Um, the only game where I play as a melee fighter really is the Dragon Age series. Uh, but especially the Elder Scrolls series, I like to hang back with a bow and arrow and hone those skills. So that's how I play. And um, once you get to level ten in that game, um, you can also do melee fighting but really you're swinging a couple of daggers around it's really not it's not the uh not ideal and i have a character i have a i have a companion like a minion if you will who i uh who i named after uh a restaurant that i discovered uh, online called reef and beef <laughs> so nice so if you ever go into battle with me in neverwinter i'll bring along reef and beef with me and he's a and he's a tank type of character. So instantly, that's who I have too as a uh, my my partner's named Fitz, also a tank. Fitz. Uh, so gotta, uh, gotta I, keep gotta keep your role playing characters very reference heavy, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. I um, you know, every time I play FF six, I still name my uh, my Yeti Goulash. Do you really? Yeah, because that's that's who you named yours. I did name my Yeti Goulash, uh, actually based on some conversations I had with a mutual friend of ours, Peter Hirani, who, really- who I'm also actually hoping to get on uh, on this podcast because Pizza Hoot, man, I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, Pizza Hoot, I really enjoyed Pete. I, I had a falling out with Pete when I uh, got drunk in your dorm room and made some poor comments about his uh, now wife. But you know what? That was 20 years ago, and I was drunk, and Peter's a, Peter's a good guy, and, and – uh, I'm sure that's all water under the bridge now. At least I hope it is. Oh sure, but you know he uh, he's married to that young lady, and that's all that matters. So. Oh, and it's, they have a uh, they have a wonderful relationship. Actually, they uh, my dog Sasha, who I know you've met, Sasha lives with Pete and Lisa now because I couldn't take her when I moved out here. So Pete, uh, Pete and Lisa, very very close to my heart, and we all met around that uh, that same time. Me, you, uh, Brian Camper. Or Brian Harrington, I should say, his real name, who I hung out with a couple weeks ago. Pete, Lisa, I mean, Steve Whittier, all of us. We met right around that same time. Eric Strang, people, you know, people I'd love to talk to today. So that, that was a good good time of our life. We're not gonna we're not gonna go back and tell stories about that though. Uh, definitely, I, th- I think that's uh, I think that's for another podcast. But Neverwinter, you are, are you gonna play it? I mean, my the- cool thing about it is it it you can kind of pay to get better. But you can't pay to get much better, so you might as well just play the game for free. Oh, I never, I never pay those games. Like whenever I play um, Candy Crush or any of those King games, I never pay for the upgrades. Because what do you mean King games? What are you, what are you playing now? Well, you playing King, phone games? 
King is the one that makes it, the company that makes it. Oh, King's the one that makes Candy Crush. Candy Crush, they make uh, Farm Saga. You know, they're puzzle games, but you know, when you're sitting in a, when you're sitting in somewhere trying to pass the time, you know, I always try to sneak in a board of Candy Crush. But you know, um, I don't, I don't pay for the, that game either. It was free with our gold membership. I want to say I downloaded that one and I downloaded the pool game. We need to definitely play Pool Nation. That's another game that I was like, this would be awesome if I had a friend to play it with. And I think I also, there was a, a, Ray, a Raymond game that I downloaded. Oh, uh, you, that's that's a no-brainer. Raymond Legends was beautiful. Have you beat that yet? I haven't even played it. I've been playing Neverwinter. Ah, I, I will tell you to put down Neverwinter immediately, and if you can stomach platforming, Raymond Legends was one of the best games I played a couple years ago when it came out on the 360. That game's amazing, I just, dude. I you should show it. your, uh, you should show Tristan that. Well, I, I will, I will. The thing, uh, and the, Tristan is going to be um, nine years old here. He's a year younger than Jacob, or no, two years younger than Jacob. I he's going to, he's going to be nine in July, and he's a better platformer than I am. Mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, Tristan got really got into that that Skylander series. Uh, you know, we picked up our free copy from GameStop, and I immediately took mine to Walmart and turned it in without a receipt for the PlayStation version. You know, <laughs> the up, Walmart behind the old store? Uh, no, no, the one behind the Mansell Road store in okay. Roswell. I picked that up. I got a couple of each different uh, class of, or element of character, and Tristan fell in love with it. And Tristan has this collection of Skylander figures now, spanning all the games that's into the hundreds now, and over a hundred. And Tristan excels at those types of, he can platform, you know, I don't platform, you know, I can figure out how to infiltrate a castle and kill the boss, but when it comes to platforming, man. Uh, platforming, though, and, and it's still the, I think the genre of gaming I gravitate towards the most. I mean, recently, that's all I've been playing. I've been playing uh, Shovel Knight. Have you heard of that? No. Uh, it's so good. It's like it's Mega Man meets Zelda 2. I won't dwell on it because we talked about it last week on the cast, but so good. And then I downloaded this other uh, – oh God, and the name is escaping me, and I can't see it right now, but uh, I'll bring it up to you. <laughs> I'll bring it up to you later when I can look at it. It's insane. It's a platformer, but it's like a, it's a roguelite. So every time you die, you start from the beginning of the game, but you're a little bit better, or you can get different uh, modifications and different characters unlocked. It's so addicting. I don't think I'll ever quit playing platformers. And in fact, Mighty Number no. Nine cannot come out soon enough because I, it's just what I like. I find myself, uh, and you were talking about not wanting to pay for sixty dollars titles, dude. You can spend that sixty bucks and get four games that are better than any sixty dollars game out there right now. Um, any of them, any of them. I promise you, you would love. Uh, I haven't even played it. I've only seen screenshots. But there's a game called like Pier Solar, and the I don't know. The compass of of my cock or something. I don't know what it's called, but dude, look it up. It's uh, it looks right up your alley, bro. It's side scroller. Also, dude, did you pick up Child of Light when it was free? That yeah. is right up your alley. Okay, good. I have it. I, it's it's. I'm not side scrolling to me. I, I have a hard time. Getting Child of Light is side scrolling and turn based though. Yeah, I do like the combat system, but um, and it's real time. But you know, I um, it's okay. I like it for you know. I certainly like the price. You know, nothing wrong with free ninety nine. You know, but uh, uh dude, that's one thing I um, that's one thing I think that uh, Microsoft really took from Sony. Like, hey, if we're gonna make them pay sixty bucks a year, we better give them some. We better give them some shit. Man, you know what game on the on the on, you know what Sony title I really loved? That I think I made maybe. I don't even think I paid for it. I think I bought it with a with a free gift card. Did you Did you play um, Flower? I have Flower. Yeah, I like Flower. I didn't uh, yet another one that I didn't see to completion, but I liked it. Oh, the the, the completion is actually it's okay. Um, you end up in a city, and you now what was the other one that um when it takes place in the desert? It's um I know what you're talking about. Damn it! If you wouldn't ask me, I have that one too. If you're a little dude with a yeah, yeah. it's really good too. I like those types of games. Um, I uh dude, it's gonna kill me if I can't think of what that's called. I know it's like it's it's. I'll have to remember it. I, it'll come to me when I'm sitting on the can tonight. You know. So. Uh, I hope that's the only thing that comes to you. 
Yeah. So you you don't think Neverwinter? Um, you think you'll be off Neverwinter the second you get sixty bones and can buy Witcher three? Definitely. Um, okay. I, mean, Fair, I just wanted to know what 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 your long term plan in the game was because I was going to kind of base mine off that as well because you know I've got ten other things I can play right now. I just kind of picked it up and I was like, hey, I wonder if some of my Xbox buddies would. Number one, they have no excuse not to play it because it's free. And secondly, I miss the days of – I don't miss playing World of Warcraft, but I miss the camaraderie and six people on chat on a Saturday night, you know, all tits wasted, telling dick jokes. I miss that. <laughs> oh, you were pretty wasted when you called me the other night. I was when I asked you to be on the cast. Yeah, that's what uh, – see, normally we tape on, on Wednesdays. So we tape, and then Tyler and I go out. Well, that night we didn't go out, so I just stayed home and acted like I went out. Yeah, we normally get hung out at a bar. In fact, when you come out and visit me, I will take you down to said bar. You'll absolutely love it. Definitely. That that trip may, may uh, you know, we were planning on coming out this summer, but both Laura and I took new jobs, and so, you know, don't have a lot of vacation under our belt. But that's, we'll head out there because we'll be. Is she a, let me ask you this, uh, is, she a, is she a geek? Is she into that stuff? Not really. Um, okay, I was going to tell you guys, and you need to come out next year for Comic-Con because those are the best two days I think I've had in a long time. I mean, she might be into that. She's um, she's an artist for sure, but she's into uh, – I mean, she's unique. She's kind of a punk rock meets hippie, if you can if you can imagine that. Uh, okay. She, uh, she and I really don't have the same taste in music, but, you know, and we really don't have a, the same taste in a lot of a lot of media. We don't watch the same types of TV shows, but um, you know, she's she's an artist and she's got family out out where you are. In fact, the same city, and so we're going to be making a trip soon. And you know, you're 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 definitely on that list. There's we have uh, we have discussed the possibility of making that our our home in a couple of years. Um, that's something though that's neither here nor there yet. But uh, so don't, don't worry. I mean. Come out for a visit. I'm actually, I will, uh, I will be coming back to Georgia sometime, if if not this year, early next year, only because I have a couple friends like you and Snoop Dogg and D that, with whatever circumstance, with families and kids and things like that, I haven't seen since I left the state. So there's there's a lot of people, and I'm sure there's probably six more people that I didn't mention there that I need to see as well, like Kemper, but. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll be making a trip back to the Georgia to the GA, I guess if you say. Even though I really don't want to, man. Honestly, when I when I drove out of the state, dude, I kind of made a promise to myself that I wasn't ever going to come back. Well, it's impossible to to not come back. I mean, you have to admit it's it's, it's 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 not impossible for me though because I have a ton of friends there, but I have no family there anymore. None. I know, I know, I know. You are. Uh... My parents moved, and both my actually, I was the last one to leave. I'm the Max Klinger of the family, so. And I bet you, for a hundred points, I can tell you every state that every member of your family lives in. Let's see. Oh, I'm sure you can. Your mom and dad live in live in Hilton Head. Yes. Doesn't one of your sisters live with you in Colorado? Yeah, Heather. Actually, I was about to say Heather lives down the street. Doesn't your youngest sister live in Arizona? She does. You would know all this from Facebook, though. Number one, yeah, you well, follow me on Facebook, so you see me with Jacob, Heather's son, all the time. Number two, you know I just went to Arizona to visit Melinda because there was pictures there too, and my folks have been in Hilton Head, gosh, for six or seven years now. Yeah, I know. I just I don't forget shit, you know. But you go to you go to Arizona. We were joking about. I was joking about this. You flew to Arizona, didn't you? Yes, I did. So you're definitely a West Coast guy now because out here on the East Coast, no motherfucker flies one state away. <laughs> it's a waste of money, you know, but out there the states are so big that flying from Denver to Phoenix is the equivalent of like driving from – I am a West Coast guy now, man. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I, I've, I've said this on the podcast before too. I think I told Jordan Muller this last week. I have not seen a rebel flag since I've moved here. That's all I need to tell you about Colorado compared to Georgia and the mentality. Well, the rebel flag can mean one thing to some people and other, one thing to others. I take it or leave it. I care less. I don't get a reaction when I see a rebel flag. The reason that I would It's not a reaction, dude. It's a difference in the things I see here compared to the things I see or I saw there. The reason that I would want to move to Colorado has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with drug laws. 
uh, and I don't ski. Um, I just get the sense from what I've read and what I've what I feel that people in Colorado are allowed to be themselves. It's you know? how kind of how I feel out here, and I've met a lot of cool people out here. We, I, we wouldn't have this silly podcast if I hadn't met you know Tyler, who's become one of my best friends, and met him out here. I uh, I like it a lot out here, actually. Now I I'm not going to say I'm going to stay here forever because that's what kind of got me stuck in Georgia. But at the same time, man, I mean, I took a beautiful walk tonight on a gorgeous evening and saw Pice Peak, and it was just, you know, I like, I'll take the mountains over the beach. I know I'm a rarity, but I'll, I'll take the mountains over the beach, man, every every day of the week. Well, that's how I am. But, you know, and the high, you know it's funny. Um, the highest peak in Georgia is probably 500 feet below the altitude of the city of Denver. If that really? Peak, yeah, um. If, if Denver truly is, and, and I don't know about where you are, but I imagine you're probably at around the 5,000-foot level as well. That's what I, I – I think we're five. I, I, so, that, would, that would be what I would bet, five or over. So the highest peak in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, is around forty-eight to 4,900 feet. Really? Yeah, and it's and it's not very prominent. Um, the base of the mountain is probably at 2,000 feet. It's Brasstown Bald, and it's, it's, it's a nice eastern peak, but it's obviously nothing like you guys have. The landscape is so dynamic out there. The weather is so dynamic. Uh, the East Coast, you know, you pretty much know what you're going to get from day to day. You know, we've had a lot of rain here recently. Um, but that's how we roll. You know that. It's the rain that Georgia's, that's our snow. But you know what? It hasn't stopped raining here, dude, for three weeks. Yeah, it's been raining a lot. We had, we've, we're getting the same crap that they're getting out in Texas. You know, we, you know how it is here. It rains a lot, but you know, um, Schools are letting out this week. Uh, the weather has gotten a little warmer, though. Um, it hasn't. It hasn't gotten terribly hot, uh, you know, to where you can't go outside. But it's 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 nice, you know. The the rain has certainly sucked, but you know, I don't think you got me on this podcast to talk about the weather. Um, no, actually, we were about to we we're about to circle back and wrap it up. I had a couple. I had two other topics on the docket for tonight, but I don't even think we have time to go into either one of them. And uh, well, I'm going to start with, up. we can start on one of them. One of them, just because I want to put this bug in your ear. So I've been talking to a lot of people that are our age and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're a year younger than me, right? No, I'm a year older than you, but we're in the same grade. Yeah. You were, you're <laughs> not that, not that fucking we have grades anymore, but we were, we were the same class in school, right? Freshman yeah, to, to, you're, okay. Yeah. You're September 13. You were born in 76. I'm December 16. I was born in 75. Okay. Okay. You are older than me then, but we've been, uh, but we were in high school at the same time. That's the, that's right. what I'm getting to class here. 94. Yeah. So me and, uh, I think Doug Lund and I started this. But I've been talking to a lot of people our same age about the same question, and I want to pick your brain about it. And you don't have to give me definitive answers now, but we're trying to come up with the best list of the best albums to come out from, I guess I'd say, you have to go 90 to 94, I guess, 1990 to 94, the time we were in high school. So what what kind of, what pops in right now? What what are you thinking? What's the first album you thought of when I said best I'd say best high school albums are a way to look at it. If you went to high school from 1990 to 94, all of these albums came out when you were in high school. There's um, there's a couple albums that jump out at me. Okay. Um, see, my musical taste changed once I got to college. I'm going to preface sure. by saying, you know, I was into the whole, I was into the alternative radio scene growing up in Metro Atlanta. We had 99X, which was a pioneer of alternative music. Barnes, Leslie, and Jimmy, man. There you go. But when I once I got to college, I really gravitated toward Pink, toward Pink Floyd, Fish, you know, the real spacey, real drug rock. But to answer your question, the album... And to be fair, you did tons of drugs in high school, too, so it wasn't really the drugs. It was like a change Actually, in music. Actually, right? I did very little drugs in high school. It was once I got to college, you know, fell in... Uh, gee, gee, I don't know what that was like. Fell in, fell in with the Augusta Mafia, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Augusta Mafia... Ah, uh, that's that's hilarious. Anyway, continue. Um, but but two albums that really jump out on me, jump out at me are Siamese Dream. Uh, okay, that was the first thing I think I thought of. I'm I'm pretty sure. Just, Actually, no, second thing I thought of. That was the first album I ever listened to where I fell in love with the guitar. You know, growing up a drummer, I always took guitar at face value. But really listening to the way he does does the guitars on that album, uh, 
using the using the the, the the studio as a as an instrument. I know that's a cliche term, but he really does. There's a lot of guitars on there because let's admit it, the guy can't sing for shit. You know. I actually liked his voice. I could. He sounded. Hey, he sounds all whiny. But let me tell you, the guy can pick a guitar. And uh, so that album really stands out. Um, it's a great headphone album. The segues between songs, you can hear stuff in the headphones you can't hear through the speakers. And uh, it's just a really good album. Um, very progressive. I mean, to me, Smashing Pumpkins, they are the progressive version of alternative 90s rock. They're the, they're the progressive ones, you know. And then the other ones, to me, the other one, we're going to go in a completely different direction. Uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, – Pearl Jam's 10. Um, okay. Of, of the Seattle bands that came out, Pearl Jam was by far the most bluesy. You know, you don't hear a lot of ripping guitar solos. Uh, Alice in Chains to me was more of the metal. Soundgarden, kind of hard to put them in a box, you know. Um, but Pearl Jam really had that bluesy sound to it, those really bluesy guitars, a lot of guitar solos, uh, you know, um, it wasn't so much about Eddie Vedder. I could take it or leave it with him. But for me, uh, Stone Gossert and um, – crap, I can't remember the other guitars. Jeff Ahmet, or maybe he was the bassist. Really, you have those two guitarists that really make that sound. That album, to me, again, from start to finish. And then I guess if I had to throw out a, an honorable mention, it would be the first Weezer album. Really? Yeah. I mean, from a poppy standpoint, you know. Okay. And then – I, mean, I don't. I don't think that's been. Now, granted, I've only talked to probably Doug, you, and maybe one. No, and and Brian Harrington about this. So there's only been four of us in this conversation. Well, but we that Weezer that Weezer album has not been brought up yet. Well, I'm not even going to include Ween or Fish because I didn't even listen to those guys until I got to college. Uh, I can't include Ween either. As much as I want to put um, uh, the album before Chocolate and Cheese, Pure Guava. As much as I want to put Pure Guava on the the list, I can't do it because I didn't listen to it back then. Right. I mean, I I started listening to Ween with you guys. Uh, Brian introduced me to Ween, I mean, I, in, in college, around all this same time. So I can remember hearing Down With Disease on the radio, but never listening to the van until Brad Shankweiler turned me on to him our freshman year. Um, okay. I remember, um, I mean, you think about the bands that were big. I mean, Green Day was still cool when we were in high school. They hadn't become... They hadn't become a pop sellout yet. Yeah, so Dookie was a good, I mean, never, no, Long, was it Dookie? Yeah, Dookie was a good album. Dookie definitely came out when we were in high school. Um, uh, what's another one I heard? I mean, there, there's so many good albums. I mean, it was the last. Listened to a lot lately. Broken by Nine Inch Nails came out when we were in high school. I wasn't really big into Nine Inch Nails. The industrial, it wasn't until later on when I started listening to techno music that I kind of appreciated Nine Inch Nails. My cat just jumped six feet up in the air off two feet to catch a fly. I'm sorry. Oh. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> so, anyway, but anyway, this is, this is like I said, I think I'm going to try to get you, Doug, maybe, and Brian, maybe the four of us get together on a cast, and we talk about the greatest albums from 90 to 94. I don't know why I've been so obsessed with it lately, but that was the first topic I wanted to get into, and I thought we – uh I thought we touched on that well. The second topic I wanted to talk about, and we're definitely not getting into this tonight, is how much GameStop sucked. <laughs> well, yeah, it was that was a that was a, um, a very disappointing couple, a year for me because I, I went into that job with the best of intentions, but really saw a side of gaming that I hated. But you know, I just want to throw out there before we get off. Uh, you know, I know that you have friends from Georgia that you you know hung out with more, and certainly have more spent more time with but as far as like the crap that like i'm into like you're there in all of it because um you think about the music that we listen to you know i think we went to our first fish show together Um, oh we did you uh we 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 um you showed up at the door of my dorm room and you were like hey man i got tickets to jazz fest you want to skip class tomorrow and i was like cool (laughs) Yep, we drove down there. We stayed in that drove little, down to New Orleans to Jazz Fest, dude. That's insane that we did that. We stayed in that little hotel in Slidell, Louisiana. The bathroom was like the size of my closet. We fogged it out. I'm pretty sure it was still fogged out for a week. Oh um, yeah, that was terrible. We we parked our car in that neighborhood. God knows why. God knows why our car was still there when we got back. And, and Those guys were really cool. Well, yeah, they. I mean, it was just we were. 
we were 20 years old. You were 19. I was 20. It was just a good time. Um, you know, and then all the, all the ween shows in Athens and, uh, you know, just, just a lot. I mean, I don't think you understand quite how much your stamp is there, is, is there on, on, on Curly's life, especially with pop culture, you know, because I mean, well, thank you, man. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing my job. They told us in Sunday school that everyone has a gift, and I think my gift is to to show people cool shit. And anyone who hasn't maybe, met, maybe. Anyone, <laughs> anyone who hasn't met you in person, I mean, you're easily one of the top five funniest people I've ever met. You know? Ah, well, thank you, thank you. A lot of people actually met me this past weekend at Comic Con. I don't know if they're going to have that same reaction, but I uh, I had a really good time at Comic Con, Ryan. In fact, I think Tyler and I are going to probably touch on a lot of that on tomorrow's cast. But it reminded me of. I don't know. You know when people talk about they need to go to church to be with people that think like they are, and then when they leave church they feel really refreshed. That's exactly how I left, how I felt when I left Comic Con. Exactly. I can see that. I can see that. But just yeah. being in that, being in a room with people that I know, probably one time in their life were picked on or ridiculed or ragged on for what they thought was cool. There, it doesn't matter, man. You're allowed to like whatever you want. No one judges you. Even my sister, who had a lot of trepidation about going to Comic-Con, told me within 10 minutes of being there, she was like, everyone here is so nice. And I was like, yeah, Heather, because we just want to do what we want to do, and we want to like what we want to like. Actually, we're going to – Tyler and I are going to be set up there next year. We talked to a couple podcasters, and BitFaced will be at Denver Comic-Con next year. We're pretty stoked about that. Hmm. I used to I used to rag on my oldest niece for meeting her boyfriend online. I used to tease her horrendously about it. That's how everyone meets nowadays, right? I'm living with and I'm deeply in love with a woman that I met online. So see, she's probably pissed off that I'm down here on the podcast and she's upstairs. But you know what? I told her I was doing this. It's all good. Well, I'm going to let you get back to that. Hey, man, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, Tyler is going to be very disappointed that you came on and talked at length about RPGs and he wasn't here because that, like I said, that's his department. So no, it was, it was an absolute pleasure to have you. I hope you will uh, consider coming back in the future. Maybe if you got time, I mean, I know you've got the family, you got the kids, but we can, we can squeeze an hour out, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, I got my Brady bunch thing working this summer with five kids at the house here. So I'm um, working. Two I don't jobs. know how you do it, man. And you're working two jobs. Yeah, man. You know, Dude. I, like I said, I, I, I work, I work in the restaurant field, but my day job, <laughs> I work for dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always been your dream to to work for dicks. I've always wanted to work for dicks. So, hey, well, on that note, um, Ryan Curley, very special guest tonight. Hey, man, thanks for bringing up old stories, good and new. Thanks for talking RPGs with us. I'm I'm glad that you finally are, are living your lifelong dream of working for dicks. We actually will be back again this week. I don't know when we're going to post the episode, but Jordan Muller had so much fun last week. I think he wants to come back. Actually, I know he wants to come back, so he's going to be on. We're going to touch on Comic-Con. But uh, rare offshoot RPG episode tonight. Ryan, it was wonderful to have you. From the Bit Cave. as always, this is Eric Hollis, Sleazy MFE. I am out. This is uh, Trippy Curls, a.k.a. The Net, hollering at you from Woodstock, Georgia. Peace. (laughs) 